0: This is T. Randolph. Uh, We're back again. Today I want to talk about something that uh, I think is very important and doesn't get addressed at all in the regular mainstream media. Uh, I'm going to talk about this for about 25 to 30 minutes, so hang in there. But I think if you do listen to what I'm going to talk about, I think it's going to really impact your life. Uh, I'm also deviating from my normal format. As you know, most of the time I interview people, I talk to them and I get their feedback. But this was something that really was on my heart and I felt important to address individually because it's just so chock full of importance. I think it's the best way to do it. And I'm going to talk about this word tolerance, T-O-L-E-R-A-N-C-E. Now, if you live in the United States, I know a lot of our listeners are outside the United States, but I think worldwide, there's this whole notion that in order to be a good person, you need to be tolerant. And the media and books and social media is increasingly saying you're not a good person unless you're tolerant. You need to tolerate people. And I believe that that's all wrong. And I think we don't need to tolerate what we need to do is love. We need to love people. I had a conversation with a guy in Miami recently. I had called him up out of the blue because he was selling some sports memorabilia. And I called him on the phone, and I was talking to him. I said, hey, how's my order coming, and do you have it, and have you sent it to me yet? And he said, no. And the Lord just put on my heart, talk with this guy about who he is as a person. So I asked him, how are you? What are you doing? He said, I'm not feeling too good today. I said, why not? He said, well, I went to the Daytona 500. And when I was there, I ran into some people and they told me I shouldn't be at the race. So I said, well, that's kind of odd. Why did that happen? He says, well, you know, I'm originally um, from the Caribbean. I'm a person of color. And they said that it was a white man's race and I shouldn't be there. And really, I should be going to a different race. And I said, how'd that make you feel? He says, it made me feel bad. And I was with my girlfriend, and it just was not a good situation. And I said, well, what did you think about that when they said that to you? He goes, well, I thought it was racist. I said, well, how do you think people should treat each other? And he said, I think we should tolerate each other. So I said to him, have you ever thought that we need to do a lot more than that, and that is we need to love each other? and he said to me, I never thought about it that way. I said, also, the next time someone says that to you, you might wanna say to them, why are you hurting? Because out of the hurt, that person probably said to you, you shouldn't be here. And I think if you were to do that with someone, you'd probably blow their mind. And as we continued to dialogue, what he said to me was that inside, he was like every other person, if you're honest, he just wanted to be loved and accepted. And when the person did this to him, the knee-jerk reaction he had was what the media tells us. Well, I, I should be tolerated. And, and what I would say to all of you who are listening, you need to be way beyond just being tolerated. You need to be loved. And on this issue of tolerance, I want to just read for you. I got on the Internet, and I just typed in the word definition of tolerance, and here's what came up. This is the Yahoo Dictionary result. Tolerance, the capacity for or the practice of recognizing and respecting the beliefs or practices of others. So it's capacity, practice of recognizing, respecting. There was another definition. This was uh, in the uh, dictionary.com site. And the way they define it, and again, there's other definitions uh, regarding tolerance to medication, etc. But this is regarding people a fair objective and permissive attitude toward those whose opinions, practices, race, religion, nationality, etc. differ from one's own, and then freedom from bigotry. The other one I went to was um, the free dictionary, and the free dictionary defined tolerance as the capacity for or the practice of recognizing and respecting the beliefs or practices of others. What's interesting is in all those definitions, did you hear or did you see the word love? So the way it's defined and the way I think our society looks at it is this. If I look at somebody and I'm tolerating them, well, I could not like that person very much. In fact, I could hate that person. But as long as I'm tolerating them, I'm a good person. Uh, I could go to a sporting event and look at somebody and say, I don't like that person. They're yellow. I don't like that person. They're white. I don't like that person. They're yellow, white, green, red, whatever the case may be. But the standard that the Lord wants us to have is to love each other. And I want to read something. This is uh, from Matthew. And in Matthew, Jesus is out, and he's talking to people, and he's trying to tell them about love, and um, here's something that comes out of Matthew. Somebody said to him, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And the law for the Jew Jewish people was something that Moses had given them, inspired by God, and it was a lot of laws, and no human being could keep all those laws, because We're not able to because we're human. And Jesus said, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So love God and love your neighbor. Now, whether you're a Christian or you're not a Christian, The challenge I offer to all of you who are listening is this. Don't just tolerate people, but love people. Now, some of you might be sitting there thinking, I don't understand. How am I supposed to love somebody? They've been mean to me. They've hurt me. They've injured me. You don't understand my situation. Um, If you know my story, you can go back to the beginning of this podcast, uh, take a look at some of the original episodes that I did, I talk about the injuries that I had as a child and and as an adult and some of the difficult times I had in overcoming that. So why is it that we as a society or, or in the world prefer to tolerate, not love? Now think about this for a minute. It's easier to tolerate than love, isn't it? Because if I tolerate somebody, I don't have to expose myself. I don't have to go out on a limb and say to them, I care about you. I don't have to place myself in a position of helping them, even if it's inconvenient. I don't have to stop my day and listen to what they have to say and maybe hear their heart. I was sitting with a good friend of mine, Don Dukes. Uh, He's been on our podcast before. And Don was telling me about he was at a bar and he was talking to somebody And um, the idea came up of God and people and how we're supposed to treat each other. And this person said to Don, I don't believe in God. I don't want anything to do with God. And Don said to him, tell me what's on your heart right now. What's, What's in your heart right now? And the guy said to him, I'm lonely and I'm hurting. So the point I'm trying to make is this tolerance would dictate, I listen to the guy, I hear him tell me I want nothing to do with God, I hear him tell me I don't want anything to do with people, and tolerance would be, hey, can I buy you a beer? Let's just have a beer and never go deep, never really talk about what's truly going on, and let's just watch the game and pretend that nothing's happening because I'm just tolerating you. But Don went the next step and said, tell me what's in your heart. And sometimes when you do that, you take a risk of being rejected because the person may say to you, I don't, I don't want to do that. Or they might say to you, you don't really want to know what's in my heart. Or they might say to you, you're a fraud and and I don't want to go there. And all of that's really coming from a place of they're scared, they're nervous, they're insecure. So I want to focus again for a moment on this idea of what tolerance is in the community of society that we're in. What I was saying to people the other day is I want you to consider tolerance as something like this. I want to give you a word picture. I go into a restaurant and I sit down at a table and somebody comes up to that table and they sit down with me. I start looking at my iPhone and they start looking at their iPhone. I don't talk to them. They don't talk to me. I start tapping away on my phone or my iPad, communication with people away from the table who are not even there. And the other person starts doing the same thing. And we never look at each other. And of course, we never talk to each other because we're so busy being quote unquote busy. And does busy really mean important? I'll get into that a little later because busy doesn't mean you're important. Busy just means that you're trying to stay away from having to deal with what you're really feeling. Which again, we're going back to tolerance on this. But when I, but what happens with the tolerance is, if I'm sitting with somebody, I don't really need to look at them. I don't need to ask them anything. I don't even need to talk to them. All that I need to do is look at my iPhone and just know that they're there. What God's calling us to do is this. You're at the table of life, put the phone down. Look at the person across from you. Be quiet, be still, and ask them, I want to know more about you as a person. Tell me more about your life. Tell me more about what I can do to help you today, and vice versa. One of the things that I've seen in life is when you give your time, when you make the effort to hear someone else's heart, you will be blessed. It's a spiritual truth, and I know those of you who are listening who go out there and do spend the time to talk to people, you do spend the time to get to know someone, you know you're going to get blessed by that, and you can feel it. And there's nothing like the energy that comes from a true encounter with God, but also through the experience of another person in a way that only human beings have. So the tolerance thing that we're hearing about in society, again, is we're walking down the street, I'm looking at my iPhone, I'm not having to look at you, and we're just tolerating each other walking away with the iPhone in our face. So tolerance does not require me to do anything except just let you be. And God wants us to do so much more than that because each one of us are made in his image. We're children of the living God. And when you have children of the living God, and we're all in this together together. It's way beyond tolerance. It's love each other, help each other. We're on this journey together, so why not make the effort to put the phone down, put the distractions down, put down the veneer, and really make an effort to be with somebody and talk with them. The other thing about tolerance that's very concerning to me, and I want to just raise this for the people who are listening, is does tolerance mean I get a free pass Regarding other things other than love. For example, do I tolerate my spouse? If I'm in a marriage and I've either one year, five years, ten years, fifteen years, are there things that I'm tolerating about my spouse? And when I tolerate, what I'm actually doing is I'm subverting a true, meaningful marriage relationship. What do I mean by that? Well, you could have a spouse who never really wants to talk with you. They come home. How was your day? It was okay. Well, did you do anything today that that was uh, you know caused you anxiety? blah blah, I don't want to talk about. It. I just want to eat, I'm exhausted. I just want to watch TV. Now, for most of you who are listening, you're probably laughing thinking, well, that's just men, that's how men are. But I think increasingly women are a lot like that because they're out there working too. They come home, they're tired. Whether you have children, you don't have children, you're just done. You you gave it all away during the day, and now you're at home and you're exhausted, and you just want to veg, and you just want to pass out, and you just want to start all over the next day. And what happens is when you tolerate that way, you're—it's a recipe for disaster because marriage and relationships are like plants. You need to water them every day. You need to feed them vitamins every day. You need to give them sunlight every day. You need to. Take care of them every day. And we all know if you take a plant, you put it in a closet and close the door and leave it in there, what's going to happen after four or five days, maybe 10 days? You open up that closet door later, the plant is wilting. The leaves are wilting because it didn't get water. The thing could even be dead because it's not getting sunlight. And so, this plant, this living thing, you put in the closet door, closet, close the door, it's going to be dead. Your marriage or your relationships are living things too. They're not static. They're not a relationship that doesn't need to be tended to. So strong request for those who are listening, don't tolerate your mate or your friend. Make an effort to truly love them in a manner that would um, be the way you like to be treated. So what are some other things that God has to say? about how you wanna treat other people. Um, Some of you are thinking, well, I don't really wanna hear what God has to say. I just wanna know what man has to say, or I just don't think it's that important. But I wanna ask you this question, and you tell me what you think. Do you feel that it's better to love someone as opposed to tolerating them, given what I've just said? And if you say to yourself, you know what, Randy? I think you're right. I think that I really should love somebody more than just tolerate them. Then maybe you might be interested in hearing what the Lord has to say about how we want to interact with our fellow man, whoever that might be. I talked earlier about the situation where someone had asked Jesus, okay, tell me what the greatest command is. And I want to read this from Mark. We talked about Matthew earlier, but this is Mark. from the kingdom of God, and from then on, no one dared ask him any more questions. Now, what's happening in that situation? Jesus is trying to explain to the people who were listening, heaven, and your purpose in life, and your relationship with God. It's not a complicated deal. One of the things that I'm going to talk about in um, another segment of this podcast not in this one but another one i call it god's shoelace someone asked me hey what what's the bible say i said it's four words love god love others and they said to me well it can't be that simple i said yes it is and what we have a tendency to do and again i don't want to give it away too much because it's going to be in the other segment But when it's that simple, we have nowhere to hide. Because as a human being, when somebody says to you, love God, love others, the first thing you say to yourself is, how do I avoid having to do that? Because there's times where I really don't want to have to do that. So if I throw in conditions and I throw in exits and I throw in um, objections, then I have defenses to having to do that and I can justify it in my own mind. Well, I didn't love that person very well today, but I was justified because I don't want to ever have to say to myself what I did wasn't necessarily appropriate. So what was interesting here is when Jesus is talking to this person, um, the man says to him, to Jesus, he says, uh, what you just said to me is more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. What, What are they? In the Old Testament times, People would go to the temple in Jerusalem or elsewhere, and what they would do is they would give offerings to God. They might uh, slay a lamb or a pigeon, or they would do a burnt offering. Now, in our day and age, you might say, well, we don't have burnt offerings, and we don't have sacrifices, but I want to ask you this. I think we do. But it may not be a pigeon, and it may not be a lamb but what type of burnt offerings or sacrifices do we we make? Here's how. Somebody comes on the TV, and here's what they say. We have all these starving children in Africa, and what you need to do is you need to give us $19.95 a month every single month. Call now, give me your credit card, and you can help these people in Africa. How many people do you think do that? A lot of people. And when they do that, how does it make them feel? Pretty good, probably. But when you do that, did you touch somebody? Did you communicate with somebody? Did you listen to somebody? You can have a neighbor right next to you who for all you know is hurting. They've got cancer, someone died, they're elderly, they have uh, stress over a job or a marriage. So I'm in my house and I'm on the phone and I'm dialing to give money but I have somebody right next to me who really needs my love and my affection way more but I'm not even there for them because all I'm doing right now is I'm responding to something that's easy to do. I don't have to talk to anybody. I don't have to tell them who I am. I don't have to talk about what's going on in my life. I don't have to risk learning more about them, maybe more than I want to know. I don't have to worry about maybe I'm going to get involved here and I'm going to have to follow up and maybe bring them dinner once a week. So I'm going to feel good because I'm going to give 1995 to Africa, but I don't really want to talk with anybody next to me. That's a modern-day example of a burnt offering. And what I want to challenge you to do out there, as you know, uh, one of our mantras is listening to life. I want to challenge you, go out, talk to people. I also want to challenge you, I know a lot of you think I hate technology, I don't, but leave your cell phone at home. Go to the store, go to restaurants, Call people on the phone you don't even know and say, how are you doing today? I'm interested in who you are. I want to learn more about you. I guarantee you, listening audience, if you do that, the blessings will flow. You will have such a fun time getting to know new people and talking with them and many times just being there for them And when that happens, you're going to feel really good about it in a way that only God truly understands. Because as human beings, I don't think we fully get what these blessings are when we love him and we love others. But that's my challenge uh, to all of you. Another thing is during the break here while I was talking, um, I was talking with Larry Wolf. Larry is someone that helps me with these recordings. And Larry said to me, you know, sometimes what happens with this tolerance thing is people say, well, I need to be accepted too. It's not just the um, passive role of um, you're tolerating me, but I want want it to be an active role where you are now accepting me. And if you were to take a look at Jesus in his time, what used to drive the religious people crazy is the fact that Jesus would hang out with the sinners and the really bad sinners. He'd hang out with the tax collectors. These are people who worked. For the Roman authorities who were the invaders and the people who had crushed the um, Jewish people at that time. That'd be like Russia invading the United States and and your neighbor working for the Russians collecting taxes from you. That's what that would be like. And that would be like Jesus saying to your neighbor, I know you work for the Russians and I know you're taking money from from Americans, but I still love you and I'm still interested in who you are. So he'd hang out with the tax collectors, he'd hang out with the prostitutes, he would hang out with people from the street who were not educated, he would hang out with vagrants, he would hang out with people who were demonic. Many of them were depressed and and afflicted by by demons or by evil spirits. And the, the religious people would go crazy because they would say to him, wait a minute, you're just supposed to tolerate these people. You're not supposed to touch them. You not God forbid that you you'd go out and actually start to talk to them or actually sit down and have a meal with them. Like to them that was outrageous. It was like like how in the world can this guy come into our community and sit down and talk with these people and listen to them. So he would love them. But the love that he showed for them Different than tolerance, but also different than acceptance, because what he would do is he'd share the good news. God loves you. God wants you. God wants you to be free of sin. And many times with people, he'd say, sin no more. So he wasn't saying to the tax collector or the prostitute or the rich young man, whoever it may be, he never said, I'm accepting your sin or you should keep sinning. It was always, I want to love you, and I want to show you a better way, and I want you to have a life of freedom from the bondage of sin so that you can be everything I designed you to be. So when you think about what happens in our society with tolerance and even this notion of acceptance, think about the idea that everything's being talked about accepting. I need to love this person and when we do talk about love it's a very shallow type of love it's oh it's it's romantic love but do you really hear ever accepting in religious you know churches or what have you people in the media saying go out and love those around you with a sincere love not expecting anything back not wanting anything back but just being available to help each other and so my challenge again to everyone who's listening today, don't tolerate, but love. And love deeply and love your neighbor, your literal neighbor, those you run into, those are at work. Take the time, meet the challenge, be available. Your life will be so much better for it. I want to thank you for listening today and I hope you have a wonderful day. Uh, day and that you've enjoyed this moment together. Thanks again. Thanks for listening to T. Randolph and Friends. Please write to us or check out our website blog and conversations at trandolphandfriends.com. We would love to hear your thoughts on topics and guest ideas for future shows. We are listening to life.